Soul Recovery is not just this podcast. It is a community. And each month on the first Monday, we get together on Zoom to support each other. I give a topic, then we break into small groups. It's a powerful way to be seen and witnessed and heard and supported through your own soul recovery journey. This is free to attend and open to everyone. Go to the website to register. The next one is May 6th from 6 to 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Also, in June on the 8th and 9th is an in-person soul recovery retreat in Lafayette, Colorado. This is going to be a weekend of incredible transformation, learning how to use soul recovery in your life and to leave that weekend transformed. Visit the website for more about what to expect and how to register. Enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to Recover Your Soul. My name is Rachel Harrison, and this is a podcast about recovery, spirituality, positive psychology, and life. I created a website called recoveryoursoul.net with the idea that we could all use some emotional sobriety. By taking a look at ourselves and using the tools of spirituality and recovery, we have the opportunity to live full, abundant, successful, and happy lives. I hope you enjoy what you have to hear today. Today's podcast is a conversation with my friend Kristen. She's one of my sober sisters. And when I asked her what was the gift that she had received from recovery, her answer was self-love and permission. I hope you enjoy the episode. Hey, Rachel. Hey, how's it going? It's going really well. Good. Going really well. So Kristen and I met in the rooms, as I've met a lot of my friends. And she was one of those people that uh, we were just drawn to talk to each other and um, communicated a little bit. And and a real deep friendship grew pretty quickly between us. Mm -hmm. And which was really special because you didn't live close by. No, we really came to that friendship on our own. Yeah. That, That really wanted to grow. That friendship was like, here I am. Yeah. And I'm a coming. Yeah. And so Krista, tell just a little, like just a little short sort of like how you came to recovery and maybe where you're at. Um, just a, a quick lead into okay. that. Um, recovery for me has not been a bolt of lightning type situation. Mm-hmm. For me, it was much more gradual. Like um, when I was, in, you know, half a lifetime ago, I was already kind of like, whoa, I don't drink like the people around me even though all my friends were really partying hard at the time. Um, And so about five years ago, you know, one thing led to another and I just, it was obviously time that I needed to be in recovery somehow. No one was shoving me into rehab. I didn't have a boss on my ass. I just knew that I'm, I'm wasting my life at this point. Like going to get wasted equals wasting time. Um, And then, you know, the older you get, like the more time wasted after that, because you don't just wake up like a 20 year old with no hangover anymore. It's like, oh, if I got wasted on a day or a night, then I've wasted time after that. So I was tired of wasting time and really wanted to get going on living. Yeah. Um, And loving myself instead of just loving whoever was around. So, right. Loving me, which I think is really um, insightful. And you're one of those people that has a huge skill set. You know, you've got all these passions. You're a musician. You're an artist. Um, I mean, I don't even know half of the things, but you have that whole creative piece. And so I love that realization about how 
not only are you wasted, but you're Uh wasting your life Uh that brought you to that. I think that really ties in. And thanks for the compliment. I think it really ties in when you don't use your God-given talents. Um, there's a a frustration that comes with that, that Mm -hmm. I think leads to feeling like you failed yourself or failed your world. Like Mm -hmm. not that I have a screaming fan base that needs my art, but I owe the world my talents. Mm -hmm. Everyone owes the world their talents. And when, when we're holding back for whatever reason, because we're not, um, proud enough, not bold enough, not sober enough, whatever it is that's holding you back, I think, um, will come back to bite you. You really have to use your gifts and hone them or else you're not finding your place in the world. I think I, I, I can't believe that you just said that because in my ministerial studies, um, just today, that's what I was reading about was that we each come with this special purpose and the, amount of fear and doubt that we all have in being able to own that purpose mm-hmm. comes from um not being connected to higher power and 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 being in that lower personal self instead of really able to connect to that higher self yeah well when you're not plugged in you're wearing all those titles on your own and people are scared to say i'm a singer or i'm a writer Mm -hmm. or i'm a gymnast or whatever it is that you are it should be as plain as saying hey i'm Kristen. hey i'm rachel right like this is what i do this is who i am but we put all this heat on ourselves like it has to be like i don't want to say i'm a bass player unless i'm touring with someone famous well that's there's a whole lot of gray area in between i just started and um flee right right there's all that gray area where i am a bass player and i have been for a long time but having the courage to be like plugged in like it's who i am Mm -hmm. i'm proud of my sobriety i'm proud of my gifts i'm proud of my past all of the things that were once extremely embarrassing to me have really become assets um because i can totally connect with other people without judgment and they know they can come to me with (laughs) like oh i got a crazy story Kristen won't judge me she's done everything bad already (laughs) so (laughs) that's incredible insight that's incredible insight i I think one of the things that I hope to reach in people is, you know, for Kristen and I, it was alcohol and for other people, it's something else. Um, but we all are trying to control our environment to fix the the brokenness that we have. And my goal in recover your soul is for us to all take a look at those aspects of ourselves and that we all are connected. And, and that truth that someone could come to you with story because they've lived it, you've lived it and to be able to connect and relate to each other. And I think the more we talk openly about our feelings and what waking up is for us, the more we connect about how it's all the same in our own unique way. Yeah. Waking up indeed. Yeah. Yeah. So you had said that, um, one of the things that I I asked you, I said, Oh, will you come on the podcast with me today? And what is one of the gifts that you feel like recovery has given you and you said permission mm-hmm. okay so along with the self-love and self-care of recovery which is a contrast from when I was 
loving others and caring for others Mm -hmm. and just leaving myself for last. Like, you know, getting into bed was never like a, Hey, I've put lotion on my feet and Mm -hmm. I brush my teeth Mm -hmm. kind of situation. It was like, you know, wake up and wonder where the hell my keys are and where's my other shoe. Mm -hmm. And that's like a good night. Mm -hmm. Right. So, you know, coming from there years ago to now where I'm a pretty organized person and I have so much love and truth for everybody in my life, including myself, that I get to do things now that I wasn't going to let myself do before, mm-hmm. like indulge in creativity or like indulge in beautiful foods mm-hmm. instead of like, oh, I'm going to skip dinner. So my buzz hits me quicker. Right. It's like, no, forget the buzz. That's just going to lead me down a really bad path. I'm going to have a lovely dinner and nice conversation, remember it all, put my best foot forward and then have dessert and get to enjoy the cheesecake too. Mm. It's figurative, but it's also literal. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I'm like, yeah, things are just, I I get to enjoy more of life now and I get to dig in deeper and I get to enjoy every moment with my kids. At the end of the day, when they go to bed, I don't feel like I've missed anything. That's amazing. And I don't have to feel bad later about, Mm -hmm. oh, I missed when she was seven. I wish I'd Mm -hmm. read to her more. I don't have to feel that. Um, At this point, my daughter hasn't ever seen me inebriated. And that's a huge gift. Um, I just try and keep it going every day. But I have so much light shining on me right now because I'm letting myself feel that warmth, that spiritual, yummy, delicious warmth. It's not, you know, I think a lot of people think that God is above us or outside of us, but... I, I find it within now. Yeah. Um, and that's something that I grew up in a really traditional society. And that was something like, oh, you can't say that God's inside you. God is omnipotent or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and there was kind of a, um, I don't know, like a debate in my head about that. But if you really go back to it, even Jesus was like, Hey, kingdom of heaven's inside you. Right. So it's like, look inside. Don't look out. Don't look up. Don't look for later. Mm-hmm. Like, don't, don't be a shithead now and be like, Oh, well, I'm forgiven and I'm going to go to heaven later. That's just, you know, that's the kind of cloud in the sky, pearly gates thing that I grew up with that now I value in a really different way because it's my own interpretation. And how did you come to that? What do you think the, Part of that was being in the rooms. A lot of it was being in the rooms. A lot of it was the permission to find a God of my own understanding Mm -hmm. instead of um, sitting down in church on a Sunday morning and feeling guilty about whatever I did on a Saturday night before. Because I grew up in church was kind of like a guilty place. Mm. Like, uh, it felt like if you're going to be giving prayer requests to someone, it's kind of more gossip and there wasn't a trust that you won't be judged for something. Interesting. And in the rooms, there's, you know, hey, I've got a dead body in my trunk. Will anybody help me? And pretty much everyone in the rooms would. Right. I don't really have a dead body in my trunk. (laughs) (laughs) Just our skeletons in our closet, which we're willing we can unpack. They do feel like a dead body in your trunk sometimes. (laughs) But no, I don't have shame about any of those things. And I think it's over time being with the people in the rooms like yourself, Mm -hmm. um, not just here in Colorado, but in any city or state or country where I've been in the rooms. It's true across the board that we just don't do shame. What I see in you that I am so inspired by is um, we've been friends for two years now. And um, you and I both were in a very different place two years ago. Mm -hmm. And 
And what I see in you is so light and so joyous and so just vibrant of, of life. And, um, and, and I, and for me, my life felt so heavy, even, you know, the two years ago Mm -hmm. and, and I just so respect your, the way that you see and have done things to bring that lightness to yourself. And I think sometimes when when I talk to people and they're still in that heaviness, mm-hmm. it's hard to believe that there's, that there's another side, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I know that life is going to come and hit me in the ass at some point. And, and but the way that I can deal with it now, and I feel like that's what I've seen in you, you guys were supposed to move out of the country and then COVID hit and all your belongings moved to your new location mm-hmm. and you guys weren't able to, and, and just the ability to roll with it and, and seize the opportunities that were out there for you versus seeing them as a, like a real strike on uh-huh. what was supposed to happen. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, that's a testament to me knowing that I'm not in control of my life anymore. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even blinding myself to think that I'm in control of any given day. <laughs> you know, um, I like all the lessons that have come, not all the lessons that have come over these past few months with COVID and stuff. A lot of it has been horrendous and hard, but for um the most part, it's just showed me God's in control. Mm. Like I really, I wake up in the morning. I'm, I feel lucky to be alive, not overloaded by, Oh, what do I have to do today? And when things that come into my psyche that I used to worry about things, I need to take care of people in my life, something I have or haven't done. Um, I really like let it roll off my back really quick into the God realm of, Oh, I don't even need to think about that or worry about it, pray about it. And then it's gone. Mm -hmm. It's like delegating to the best possible person (laughs) that can handle absolutely everything. So I delegate with prayer now. And I also, I'm not afraid to shine anymore. I think, um, a lot of women, in particular mm-hmm. are super afraid to shine because we can be competitive and cut each other down. And I think that we really need to be lifting each other up more. And that is something that I've found in the rooms, um, uplifting sisterhood, any way you slice it. I love that. Um, women of any age, any background, I can talk to any woman in any room. If she is like, you know, still drunk from her just in the rooms for the very first time or someone who is 80 years old, who mm-hmm. probably hasn't been bothered by anything in decades. <laughs> I'm like, how do you get there? Right. Well, that's where I'm going. Cause I, I just, um, God wants us to shine. God wants us to live for him or her or however you define your God. Right. I don't know. Mine doesn't have a gender, so it's hard to pick. Um, I, I love and the, the permission to shine. I mean, just in the, in the definition of self-love and permission, I think so often that there's this aspect of, um, 
you know, there's a lot of talk about being humble and humility and recovery, but that doesn't mean that you're less than. No, it, you know, it doesn't mean yeah. that you're less than it really means that almost that you, you, you see things from a perspective where you're letting go of your self-righteousness mm-hmm. and can see the beauty in another person because you don't have to be jealous of what they have because all is available to you. Yeah, there's and, there's no limits. Everybody has unlimited shine if they just want to try it you know like try a little bit see what happens if you just you know paint a little or draw that picture or sing a few notes Mm -hmm. see what happens and for every person there's this opportunity to 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 have more time for all that i mean again it's that vacuum of um when you open up the vacuum there's the space flows in to have a fuller life and the amount of time and energy that I put into my addictive substance. Um, that was a lot of time and energy mm-hmm. that went into that. Mm-hmm. And so as I'm doing things around the house and lately I've been um, going through all the closets and the cabinets and reorganizing, which is so funny. Cause like usually, you know, in the old days, I just would shove all that stuff in there and hurry up and close the door. Mm-hmm. And the other day I thought, wow, how, where is all this time coming from? And it's like, there's more time is being made because I'm not wasting. Mm-hmm. I'm not wasting. Wasted, and mm-hmm. I'm not wasting my time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm also not spinning my wheels on things that don't matter mm-hmm. anymore. Like I, I really, you know, and I'm getting older. I'm 44 now, so I'm looking at time like it's getting quicker as it right. does when you enter middle age and then older. And like days are precious. Mm-hmm. This is a precious day. I have, you know, however many X hours until I go to bed, and I want to use it. Yeah, and I want to enjoy it, and I want. And then if and then if I've done all the stuff that I want to do sitting down and enjoying a book to relax or a documentary. That's another thing that I didn't give myself permission for right before. I mean, I probably would sit down and watch Netflix wasted and not remember which movie I was watching anyway. So I could probably watch all of those again. <laughs> <laughs> like, Oh, great plot. Give yourself permission. Uh, yeah. Just giving yourself permission to shine, to be unique, to mess up and mm. to be honest about it. Mm. Yeah, I just I wasn't honest before about things. I kind of tried to make my whole life sound like an inflated resume. And now I find that the more real you are, the more people really want to connect with yeah. a genuine human being. Yeah. Nobody wants to be with somebody who thinks they're perfect. No. Um, that's pretty boring. Or knows all the answers. Oh, yeah. Everyone loves a know-it-all. Yeah. <laughs> so I tell my seven-year-old, um, nobody likes a know-it-all. Don't do that. <laughs> so I think the not... The, the not having to think you have to know everything has been one of the greatest gifts to me to, to, for the first time in my life to be able to say, I don't know. I don't, you know, someone asks me something and go, you know what? I really don't know. I used to think I had to make that up. (laughs) It was was my job to know what everything was. Mm -hmm. Um, don't have to do that anymore. And that's, that's a permission that I've given myself to let go of feeling like I have to fix it or know it. Mm-hmm. One of those freedoms that you can swim around and enjoy that space. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when I was still drinking, um, one of the first friends that I had who had quit drinking, which was just a crazy idea. Like, whoa, you're going to live the whole rest of your life without alcohol. And she had been, you know, like a year and a half sober at that point. She's like, I know that my life is just so much simpler. Mm. 
now. And that sounded fabulous. I was like, simple life? Who has a simple life? You're full of shit. You know, but she wasn't. And then my life keeps getting simpler. It's like, let God handle not just the big stuff, but all the stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And give you the, the, what what is the intuition? Mm -hmm. What is the guidance to do what's mine? Yeah. You know, to ask for what's mine. And I don't want to waste my time worrying about anything. Yeah. That is I'm worried. Huge time wasters. Like praying for whatever you don't want. My anxiety was yeah. through the roof. Yeah. And now I I'm really not. Yeah. I can't even I can't even fathom the amount of anxiety and worry that I used to have. Yeah. It's very foreign and very behind me. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to revisit it again. And I don't even know what it was about. It's like when you have a huge fight with somebody, you're like, what were we fighting about? Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, what was I worried about? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm the same person. Right. It's just take off all the Ugh. the layers take off the ugh. <laughs> this is me without the ugh. So which I is fabulous clean. thank you I fabulous every time sparkly. every time i'm with you you just enliven me and and enlighten the room and likewise and i'm so excited to to do this journey of of us women supporting and loving each other yeah. and watching each other grow and yeah. um and just cheering each other on to be whole and happy and prosperous mm-hmm. and successful and uh, creative. I believe that um, there are really many positive ripple effects of just the women in recovery that I've met when we go out into the world and are this shiny and helpful and happy and free. Mm. And that we take that supportive, creative sister energy out into the world and it, it goes everywhere. Butterfly effect. I think so too. So I think so too. Yeah, I just feel free. I love. I love that. We've talked quickly. We talked about the difference between feeling like you're restricted by not being able to drink anymore and the freedom. Mm-hmm. And for both of us, we had said that it's a freedom. Yeah, the difference between I used to feel like, oh man, I can't drink. I'm not. It's not. I can't. Like I forfeited that right. I fucked it up or whatever. Now I'm like, Oh, I don't have to. Right. And I, I pass a liquor store cause they're everywhere. And I'm always like, ching in my head. Like I've just gone by the savings and dumped a bunch of cash in the bank or something, or just the, not, not just the financial part, but the, the freedom of it. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't even catch my eye. Yeah. You know, I've had this curiosity about, you know, like hard seltzer. They came out with hard seltzer after I quit drinking. That seems interesting, but I don't really care. Yeah. Like it caught me for a second and I'm like, no, no, not I'm not it. curious. It's going to lead me to the same nasty place that all the other booze does. So, yeah. Yeah. No, the freedom, the freedom that I feel is uniquely from not being caught with the obsession or the control that, um, that that had on me. And for that, I am eternally grateful. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't change it. I don't even know. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it for so many reasons, but, um, I feel so much better. I just, I mean, not even the spiritual part, but like physical and sleeping and my mental capacity. Um, and I still am not a great wordsmith of, you know, elaborate words, but I can remember 
people's lives and conversations on a level that I couldn't before. And I wouldn't, I don't want to go back to not being able to remember. Yeah, I don't either. And, you know, wanting to turn up the party to 11, you know, like I remember some sponsor years ago told me she's like, pretty good is fantastic. Mm. Normally life would be pretty good and I would want to pour booze on it and make it crazy good. Well, let's just keep the crazy out of it and keep it at good. <laughs> and then tomorrow will be better, you know? So, and then it blossoms. Yeah. It really just, it's, um, it's, it's an exponentially good thing because now I can do everything. If I'm drinking, that's the only thing I can do. Right. If I say no to that, I can do everything else space so like now i really do everything else Mm -hmm. i'm even like reading classics now that i'm like oh i never never really read that in high school i did the cliff notes version so now i'm gonna (laughs) actually read the book not not bad yeah we just did that recently with the book as well (laughs) well thank you so much for being with me here today and sharing your experience strength and hope and and this this journey that we're on together and i'm i'm just so blessed to have so many amazing people in my life and and it and the ability to connect comes from this recovery the ability to connect kind of deep it does level. it does yeah so amen sister amen sister until next time so if you are interested in checking out recover your soul there's a website recoveryoursoul.net where you're welcome to go and subscribe so that you can get information about what's up and coming we have facebook page instagram um and also blogs written by myself and i'm starting to really get more people interested in being guest bloggers so if you have some experience strength and hope that you want to share as well contact me and love to have some guest bloggers so thanks for coming today until next time thanks Kristen. yeah thank you all right bye the recover you soul podcast and its content is for educational purposes only and is not allied or representative of any organizations or religions it's based on the opinions and experience of reverend rachel harrison recover your soul claims no responsibility to any persons or entity for any liability loss damage or cause alleged to be caused directly or indirectly as a result of its use applications or interpretations of the information represented herein take what you need and leave the rest